0: I'm Ben Silverio. I'm Helena Handbasket.
1: I'm Ansel Birch, your host and host. And
2: it's time Time to party. Party. What do you talk? What do you talk? What do you talk?
0: Pick a little, talk a little, pick a little, talk a little. Let's talk about some stuff. So
2: much music,
1: man.
0: My brother was uh, Harold Hill. He's a what? He's a what? uh, He's not anymore, but he was Harold Hill in Music Man, and they took it to the Fringe Festival. Fringe
1: Festival.
0: Hey, friendos. It's Helen Handbasket here, and I just want to jump in and tell you that this is the portion of the podcast wherein we give you a little bit of insight, perhaps some knowledge, perhaps some info that you didn't know before walking into this podcast and when i say info that you didn't know i mean i also didn't know it until about two hours ago so this is the edutainment portion there's a hand motion that goes along oh right i will gesture
2: if you think really hard you can the
0: more you, you can see know
2: it. there it is that's what it is
0: Bye-bye. welcome to
2: the entertainment portion of the podcast <laughs> yes we here at Time to Party want to give you a little party favor before we oh. leave the party.
0: <laughs> oh, I yeah, love a party yeah. favor. I love a we love a good favor. Obviously, I love a good tchotchke because I have two fucking Stella's Roman Reigns in my house. Roman's Reigns. Is. Roman's Reigns. What is it like a gins and tonic? It's like Roman's Reign. It's, it's a, it's I a, think it is. It's a I think constant it
2: debate in our apartment. Hold on. Is that is that the correct?
0: Multiple gin and tonic are... Gins Gins and tonic. Hmm. Fundamentally, I think I thought you in particular would appreciate that fun fact.
2: You've broken my mind. I'm so sorry. Romans reigns.
0: Romans reigns. Yeah, I think that would be what it is. (laughs) Correct. Romans, multiple Romans. So, um,
2: so we're about to educate you and entertain you with some fun facts. Yep. In fact, it's it's. Not a deep dive, but a really, really shallow dive on some things that we found interesting while watching Donnie Darko. You
0: ever been to the aquarium and they had that weird touch tide pool where you could harass animals in their na- in unnatural habitats and it was really fucked up? That's what we're doing with your brains.
1: <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna touch pull your brain. We're
0: gonna touch pull your brain. <laughs> <laughs> There it is. Sorry, Ben. That's
2: the new. Cat Am I device. wrong? No, no, that's going
1: on the. That's,
2: <laughs> oh
0: no, no, you can God. take that. You can I take mean, that. I mean,
2: I was about to go into the whole thing about the lazy river and like. Nope. I
0: love your lazy river analogy, but I also every time I think about this, I'm like, this is dead ass a fucking 15 year old, <laughs> not even a, a nine year old being like, ah, squishy little thing in a tadpole. Touch that manta. Oh, I'm going to pet a manta ray, which I found out the other day from a, an actual marine biologist that manta rays are actual dick holes. Aww. They are buttholes of fish. They're rude. They're mean. And you know what?
1: They're jerks to the other
0: fish. The... Yeah. I mean, just like in general. Hmm. But all that being said, we're in this tide pool of information. And we are the kids who are going to poke at the audience's brain. Correct. And the audience is a starfish.
2: Yes. So hell in a hand basket. Yeah. What starfish are you attacking today?
0: Um, I am going to tackle the synthesizer.
2: Ooh. Fuck yeah.
0: Because, fun fact about this film, it was made in, what, 2001? One. It, was yes.
1: released in it was released, released in 2001. It was released
0: in 2001, so therefore made in 2000, ideally. Maybe 99. Maybe 99, but... but 2000. Around the turn of the century, Y2K, for those of you millennials out there. Ballsy
1: Uh, to make a movie when we thought all the computers were going to break.
0: Ballsy to be alive during a global pandemic.
2: Who would do such a thing? Uh,
0: um, But the film takes place in 1988, just before Halloween. Um, So I looked up the synthesizer, which is an electronic musical instrument typically operated by a keyboard, producing a wide variety of sounds by generating and combining signals of different frequencies. And what's the difference between a keyboard and a synthesizer? The difference in a nutshell, my friends, is that keyboards are designed for people who want to play a large number of sounds and samples of automated accompaniments in every music style imaginable. Synthesizers are more suitable for musicians who want to create their own sounds or adjust existing samples in great detail. The reason why I want to bring this up is that synthesizer, I believe in, you know, I didn't do a deep dive on this because we're trolling down the lazy river here. We're poking the tide pool. The synthesizer was definitely very much the um, turning point for things like millennial music of samples and Mm -hmm. looping and things like that. So the synthesizer definitely uh, turned a corner musically um I also thought you should know that the inventor of the synthesizer is a man named Robert Moog.
1: <laughs> Wait, so the Moog synthesizer is named after the dude who invented
0: synthesizers? Correct. Correct. Um the founder of Moog Music <laughs> is the inventor of the first commu- 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 commercial. The Commuter. Uh the first commercial synthesizer. Uh, is, is known as the Moog Synthesizer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, uh, in poking around this Wikipedia page, not but 15 minutes before we started recording, um, I thought it was really interesting that he, was, he is considered, um, having been a man born in 1934, uh, died in 2005, uh, that he uh, was an engineering physicist and pioneer of electronic music. Um, and he invented again, the first commercial synthesizer, uh, which debuted in 1964. Um, which I know that again, this, this film takes place in 1988. Um, uh, but I thought it was really interesting because we talked a lot about on our previous episode about how there is so much, uh, 80s uh, iconic music that happens in the score, mm-hmm um that none of us know the the lyrics to um i just also thought that in that you should know that in 1970 uh a more portable mode of the uh the model of the synthesizer was called the mini moog yep um which did kind of lean more into the advent of this electronic music era and i think the,
1: the mini moogs meant that you could like mess around with stuff while you were on stage
0: correct yeah there was a lot of like vacillation that you could do like we love a theremin but there was vacillation in a more controlled concept and and things like that so i i just thought it was really pretty fascinating especially the score of the film despite again being shot uh right at the turn of the 21st century right Mm -hmm. thank you i um, looking to you, the historian. Um, time traveler. <laughs> that, thank you. Thank you, Time traveler, here in my house. Um, it's really
1: confusing in the first century. It's been better since then. Thank you so much.
0: Um, but I just thought it was really interesting what because zebra? it. it, it <laughs> which is the limit does not exist. That uh, w- this film takes place in 1988, where we are shifting. Not only uh, we, we've seen the advent of the synthesizer, which was in the 60s we're seeing a lot of music that has a lot of synth in it, in the score. Mm-hmm. And additionally, um, this is the, both the cusp in terms of when the film takes place and also when the film was released. Cause two different timelines where we are seeing the advent of industrial music era where we're seeing a lot of Gothic music coming out. We're seeing a lot of, um, nine inch nails coming onto the scene in a really like profound way. And, Nine Nails used a lot of very classical music stylings that had a lot of both 80s, 90s, and 2000s, and now progressing further and further into the aughts, uh influence. So I thought it was just interesting to uh, talk a little bit about the synthesizer. Because... Anyway.
2: Who sings that song?
0: I don't know. Look it up. Cause that was the whole point on our last episode I about know. how it's a bunch of 80s songs that you don't. Remember. I want to be me with you alone and talk about the weather. <laughs> also, a lot of people sing like that, like this weird operatic thing.
1: I wonder if it was like easier to
0: mix at the time. But also like, you know, it's really interesting to think that they all, a lot of artists sing that way. And then later on, um, autotune was created mm-hmm. where like a longer vowel is easier, easier to manipulate this across the board. It's like, I
1: wonder if early autotune
0: had this synthie vibe. Was, I mean, clearly was like,
1: it needed that longer vowel in order to work.
0: Mm-hmm. So like, like a vocoder the
1: way that the eighties folks did, right. you could vocode it.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, or, yeah. Or
1: autotune it. Um, yeah.
0: But like yeah, like thinking about like share like really putting oh, you know vocoder on there, and then also um like flock of seagulls, like a lot of that stuff that very like mo, like really round vowels. Um, was happening along the same time that like synthesizer movement I, was I, happening.
1: Yeah, I wonder if it's the the '80s analog to the 1930s radio voice. You know.
0: Mm, yeah, I mean, like we're looking at our time right now, and a lot of people are bringing back '90s fashion, '90s things, and I'm like, like the bucket hat.
1: <sighs> well, I meant like technologically. The reason for the '30s radio voice is because like you had to speak that way in order for the microphone to pick you. So if the if the '80s, you know. St- style the fashion of the 80s was technologically if you wanted to use autotune
0: to emulate had that to do this. yeah stylistically I mean that makes sense that really does so the
2: artist that performs head over heels is tears for fears
0: i under a jeopardy buzzer probably would have thrown that guess out there but i couldn't guarantee that i knew that information I wanted you to be with you alone. And so Ben, what, I am uh, what did you want to talk about
2: today? <clears throat> Get it Ben. While I was watching Diane Darko uh, a lot of things piqued my interest. But when it comes to edutainment uh, there was really only one thing that I cared to look into a little more. And that was the phrase cellar door."
0: Ooh, oh my God, Ben, I'm so happy you did
2: this. (laughs) When Drew Barrymore's character, uh, Karen Pomeroy, starts talking to her.
0: Pomeroy, I didn't know that was her last name. Yes.
2: When she starts talking about the phrase cellar door, uh, it stood out to me as something like, why are you bringing this up, girl? Right? Why does this have importance?
0: But they burn it.
2: Yes, it, in the movie, it comes to have a lot of importance, but the phrase itself legitimately uh, has some importance to many scholars.
0: So I thought this was fully a movie trope.
2: Me too. I thought this. Was
0: oh my just god, your face movie. going! I love it. I love when you, I love when particularly Ansel learns <laughs> new things. It is one of my favorite things ever because uh, you just have this look on your face, like. Like, like fun, just joy, just joy to to learn. I love it.
2: Like this is such a quick thing, but it's like, I was so amused while looking into this. So in the movie, uh, Karen says this famous linguist once said that of all the phrases in the English language, of all the endless combination of words in all of history, that cellar door is the most beautiful. Mm. so the english compound noun cellar door is commonly used as an example of a word or phrase which is beautiful in terms of phonesthetics meaning that it sounds pretty you know plus it has no regard for semantics Mm. you know it doesn't matter what it means it sounds nice Mm -hmm. uh it's been variously presented either as merely one beautiful instance of many or as the beautiful or as the most beautiful in the English language. Um, It's really up to the author's personal choice or the scholar's uh, point of view on presenting this word uh, or phrase. Um, When Drew Barrymore talks about this famous linguist, Uh, There are many who believe that she's actually talking about J.R.R. Tolkien in a 1955 lecture. Uh, I tried to track down the lecture. As a
1: person with a Tolkien tattoo, I'm very into this.
2: Yeah. I I, love this for you. I tried to track down the lecture, and I couldn't really find much.
1: English and Welsh delivered in
2: 1955. See? There it is. And the fact... The fact that out of all the phrases, out of all the combinations, you know, for, for Americans, a cellar door is the pair of shutter doors between the outside of a building and the cellar in the basement. Mm -hmm. In the UK and Canada, uh, a cellar door is on the outside, or sorry, uh, on the inside of a house. Uh, down a flight of stairs um, and outside doors for cellars are more common in pubs and restaurants mm. but just the f-
0: seems also very east coast right because when you get further
2: west it's not like a basement
0: it's not a basement culture a I don't know about that with you Ansel where you grew up but like growing up in New Mexico basement out external basement or cellar doors were not a thing But there were a lot of finished basements where I came from.
1: Ohio had a lot of external doors as
2: tornado shelters.
0: That would check out. Mm. Yeah, definitely a tornado belt.
2: Yeah, and you know, the semantics of the phrase cellar door are thought by some to be relevant because in fantasy... A mundane door can become a portal to another world. Oh my god. Like in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, or, or The Rabbit Hole in Alice in Wonderland.
0: Or Dungeons and Dragons, when you decide to dimension Dungeons
2: door? and dragons.
0: Dungeons and dragons. It's not like Ansel and I fucking love playing that. Do you want to fight a door? i you fight it right now? Do you want to fight? I got some dice in my bag. Do you want to fight a door? There's a bunch of... There's some nerd books right here. There's some nerd books behind you. Do you want to play some darn darn?
1: Just open up the browser
0: tab. Just open up the portal to dimension door through this cellar door. <gasps>
2: dun 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 dun
0: dun, 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 dun. <laughs> We can't
2: but, not talk about it. I'm sorry. It's if true. it comes no, out it's to. just
0: like a like a proclivity. It's like a you're just drawn to doing that.
2: I get it. But yeah, I thought it was really interesting that Tolkien was the one who coined the phrase, I guess. Yeah. Uh just cause that dude talks about so much shit. Yeah, correct. I mean he how long did he spend talking about pipe weed? Uh, Fine pipe
0: or something.
2: But yeah, I mean I, I really wanted to look into that cellar door thing because I just wanted to to see like that's The phrase that people think is beautiful.
0: That was the thing I was going to look up other than synthesizer. Yeah. That was was between the two.
2: I thought it was just a thing that Richard Kelly talked about in Donnie Darko. But no, apparently it's a big thing uh, for linguists and scholars and things like that.
0: Linguistical scholars.
2: So the fact that Tolkien was the one who talked about it tracks... Love that. Big time.
0: Yeah. Hell yeah. Thank you for edutaining me.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Very, very shallow dive. Very lazy river.
0: Skimming the tide pool, poking some fish in the eyeball. Just like the
2: fish in the- Why
0: are you sleeping? Fishy, fishy. Why are you sleeping?
2: Yes. Uh, Party people, we did the damn thing. Correct. So did you Mm. now. All of us. Together. Collective. Maybe with Tolkien. Why not? Why not? He's standing right there in your haunted house.
0: No, there's a young woman who lives in this house, and she's wearing a long black Edwardian era dress, and there's an orange cat, and she looks worried. That's it. Do
2: you think the cat's name is Orange Cat City?
0: Mm, No, not in this era. But I do wish. (laughs) I think it's probably called Cat because Edwardian's... Or probably Old Thomas. Yeah. Something dumb. That cat was asleep. <laughs> Dead ass asleep, so...
2: <laughs> 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 All right, party people. We hope you enjoyed our Lazy River of Entertainment. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed this whole month-long look at Donnie Darko.
0: turn Darko.
2: It It... It was fucking wild. Sure was. Sure dude. was. We like.
0: We all went in on our like own fucking teenage trauma, and then we were like, also synthesizers. Also, have we talked about uh, cellar doors? Uh, also, let's talk about all of the Chris's. <laughs> we went off. It's
2: true. And in case you forgot, watch *Shrek the Musical* on Netflix.
0: It's very lovely. It's very good. Very lovely.
1: Pine is and, the apex. Chris. Correct. Uh, what else have we learned today?
0: An ogre is
2: like an onion. Yeah. We
0: also learned they have
2: layers.
0: That cellar door is an actual phrase.
2: Yeah. Right. Like that's a thing.
0: That's a whole ass. That's thing. a whole ass thing. Be- it's not even just a small ass thing. It's a whole ass. A
2: whole thing. ass yep. thing, and party people. Well, if it's any it's of you happen to be linguists who go into that sort of whole ass thing, please please reach out to us using the hashtag time to party. That's time. The number two party to join the conversation. You can also find us on the internet. I'm at BSilverio20.
0: I am at only handbasket on Twitter. And I am at the Helena handbasket on Instagram.
2: I am at
1: indecisionist on Twitter and at the indecisionist on Instagram. Yes,
2: and you know you can join us next time where we get into some other crazy time travel bullshit. Uh, hopefully, you find it entertaining because we're sure
0: having fun. Because doing it. honestly, we couldn't stop fucking talking about this one. So right,
2: who knows what the future brings for the time to party crew? The next month is midnight
0: in Paris. Oh shit! Correct. That's fun.
2: Yes. Love- so you know that's going to be a whole thing so tune in but until then be excellent to each other and, and party on dudes,
0: dudes. <laughs> no.